to have that capability within Unity is just, it's fantastic. And I would have loved for something like that for Stormwind Sails so that we could have, you know, uh, been a little bit more experimental with the level designs. But you, you learn. Welcome back to another episode of the Nebulous Entertainment Podcast. Today we're going to be going over our first devlog for our next up-and-coming project, which is codenamed Aurora. Uh, you know, we want to start with a little format of these episodes to allow the team to share what they've been working on. Specifically, Eric, uh, he's in the call, but we'll see if we can get Con and Jeremy in here. Just keep the audience in the loop. The project has just begun, so Eric's going to dive into a little bit as to where we stand right now at the moment of this podcast. Eric, welcome. All right. Uh, hello. So, first things first was the core concept for the game, and that was nailed down quite a long time ago, and then we talked in previous episodes about the game design document, so we have one of those constructed that has like the core aspects of the game that we want to try to aim for. Um, as we kind of explore in the engine and hash out what we want the game to be, we'll tweak the game design document to represent that. Um, as for the rest of the team, like the team as a whole, we're really spread out across the country so uh connor ha is setting up version control for us so we can all you know work within the same project and he is definitely more suited to talk about that so maybe we'll get him on here to talk about our version control at some point but essentially it's just so we can work within the same project no matter where we are um so with those kind of back-end things out of the way, we've begun digging into the engine. So we're using Unity for this project, and we are using Unity 2020. Uh, they have a long-term support for it, and we may upgrade, but that's a discussion that we'll have, you know, down the road. So what I've been doing lately has been sort of all over the place. Um, I've been doing everything from sort of hashing out the map to of the game world to blocking it out and exploring what tools in Unity I can use to help build the world. So we are using an add-on that is called Pro Builder, or I'm using it currently. The rest of the team will jump on at some point, I'm sure. Um, and basically what it is, it's just a way to quickly model out a block out for your level. And our world design is simple enough that we can use basic shapes, ramps, stairs, things like that, and get sort of a general feel for what we want the world to be. So I'm designing each area to have a, what I would call, a purpose, essentially. So while this may be expanded as we go and as the game grows, for the sake of getting everything down, what we're doing is essentially building the different blocks of uh, mechanics and systems into different parts of the world. So, you know, the player and the team, can, as they go through, they experience different things pretty much every new area you go to. Um, so I know we, we've talked a little bit about uh, Unity versus Unreal in the other episode, right? So this was, I think that was like mm -hmm. episode three. Now, 
you know, back then you were still favored, like you're heavily favoring Unity versus Unreal, having been a both engine. Now, a few months have gone by since then. Do you still feel that Unity has helped you a lot more and, you know, a lot quicker than with Unreal? Definitely. And there may be add-ons for Unreal that do similar uh, processes to what I'm working with, but they were harder to find or they didn't exist when we were in Unreal. And also, you know, we have to, you kind of have to take all this with a grain of salt because we were, you know, it was our first game. So, you know, things that we were learning while we were doing Stormward Sales got tacked on and got added into that time investment. Now, let's just, if I were to compare and say, if I were to rebuild Stormward Sales in Unity using these tools, it would have been exponentially faster, especially for us to prototype the levels. Um, Pro Builder, um, I would compare it to like a SketchUp where you can kind of pull and push faces and edges and things like that. It's a very primitive modeling sort of right and to have that capability within unity is just it's fantastic and i would have loved for something like that for stormward sales so that we could have you know uh been a little bit more experimental with the level designs but you know you, you learn and you grow so i mean the game still just turned happy out a lot that better. i found yeah it still oh turned definitely out like definitely amazing and to your point like yeah take it with a grain of salt However, we still ended up switching. So, like, you know, we went through the game, realized that Unreal didn't have... It had the tools, but it didn't have them laid out in a way that mm -hmm. was easy for the team to learn and push through, which is why we switched to Unity. And you already found everything you need and more for, you know, in Unity for what you were trying to find in Unreal over the span of, what, two years? Definitely, um, yeah. and I mean, yeah. Unreal has the power... Right, but it does in terms of the community backing it and the indie love, it's just not there. I mean, it's plain as it day, was, not there, yeah, right. And there, like I said, there may have been those tools, um, or tools that were like a parallel to what I'm using in Unity right now, but they weren't apparent to us at the time. And I do think you know, the users of Unreal a lot of the studios that use it probably have big enough teams that they're able to develop their own internal tools to use in the engine. So, you know, they might have a workflow for level creation that their team built that lives in their engine that no one else has access to. And that could be something, um, you know, we could do similar things with Unity. Uh, like we can build custom tools in the engine you know i think i kind of sh dug into those a little bit in one of our team calls to kind of talk about like hey there's people that use these for like a dialogue system or level and scene management but there are a lot of those tools sort of more available straight out the gate with unity so we don't have to m spend time cooking up these tools to use to actually get ourselves moving because we want to be essentially getting our character moving, getting some of the systems down as soon as we can. So we can like quote unquote, find the fun of the game, which is, I think it's going to be a huge thing. If we can get there faster and iterate on what we find fun, 
then it's going to be a more successful project. Right, right. So. I mean, so you've gone through the reference stage, pulling references. Right now, you're in the blocking, the block out process. Um, yes. So, where do you go from there in terms of the next steps? Once you've, you know, you, you've done a rough layout. I know that there's a few things in the block out phase that you want to expand upon, uh, but just for mm-hmm. people's awareness, like what would be next for you in this project? Mm-hmm. So for me right now, what I'm looking at is uh, I'm taking that block out and then I basically, I used one of our early maps that was literally just squares with lines connected, basically a flow chart of maps to show the different areas. I converted that to a more natural looking block out with ProBuilder and now what I want to do is take that ProBuilder map basically reconvert it back to 2D and start to fine-tune where things are going to go. So NPCs, enemies, puzzles, uh, pathways, anything like that. And then um, while I'm doing that, I'm also in the phase of gathering specific references for assets because I'm beginning production on assets so I can test how they work in the engine. So I'm not building the final version of the environment right now but what i am doing is i'm building foliage systems so that i can explore how the wind affects them or how the player affects them when they move through Um, exploring how the texturing process in unity works or i mean it's very similar to unreal but there's still some differences Um, they have a thing called shader graph that i want to sort of master early on so i can be spending less time creating shaders and more time developing the assets and the story, which is another factor of what comes next, is working the foundation of the story so that we can basically say, okay, how do we have the gameplay and the story complement one another? Because, and I think you'll agree, Cam, one of the things that we definitely wanted to do maybe the biggest things we wanted to do after stormwood sales was get into telling a story in a game and getting narrative into a game so right yeah I mean, that's you we gotta add yeah. narrative some way shape or form we gotta make it relatable we gotta you know tie in some stories put you know the player in the character's shoes if we can mm-hmm. uh, you know it just it makes it it makes it a lot more appealing to people if they can resonate, right? We want the audience to resonate. Yeah, definitely. And I think something that um, we want to do as a team, and we've talked about this before, is essentially, you know, I'm going through and laying what I would call, like, the bare bones for this story. Like, here's your setting, here's some of your characters, here's some of the general plot threads that I think might want to happen. But we want the team and everyone involved, so like you, Connor, Jeremy, anybody who wants to jump in and give input on story or characters or whatever, we want to have the team writing the narrative of the game. That's a big, big thing that we want to try to do, for sure. Yeah. Did you have any other uh, tips or did you want to talk about... I mean, you already talked about like where you're at in the process, but was there mm-hmm. anything else you wanted to say in terms of closing remarks? Um, honestly, you know, with the blockout phase and level design, um, I've I think I've learned the most in that realm recently because of the shift 
from the way we built Storm Sales to the way we're building this game. And my the one thing that I have found is that I don't need to try and brainstorm up all of these crazy connections between the areas and unique pathways and stuff like that because as I'm building the levels as I'm using uh, Pro Builder and even just doing it on paper you know after I got the Pro Builder set up the level basically blocked out I was able to take and you know take that over and print it out and scribble on paper like oh it'd be neat if there was a pathway between here and here you know it might make it so that the player doesn't have to back travel as much so don't worry about trying to make a complex map with you know your first pass because as you're building it you're gonna realize oh hey there are ways I can optimize this map and make it more fun give it more uh, secretive areas or whatever it may be that you know for our game we're trying to do sort of a, um, a metroidvania I guess sort of not it's not open world I wouldn't call it open world but it's like connected individual areas and connecting those individual areas in different ways is becoming so much easier with jumping and doing it in 3D. So, you know, don't don't fret too much about trying to perfect your world design before you get into the engine. It's definitely something I've picked up on. Yep. Baby steps. Absolutely. Baby steps. Uh, you know, speaking of baby steps, we have our Patreon. You can go and you know, dive deeper into game development with that. Eric has been putting out some dev journals. Um, I think we're at like four or five a week, I would say. Uh, you know, and that just dives deeper into what Eric is talking about right here. Uh, we'll put that link in the show description. You can follow us on social media at nebulos underscore ENT to stay up to date as well. And above all, that there's a story in all of us, but it's up to you to choose how you write your